This is I Don't Care If You Listen Podcast. My mom, Shawnee, my auntie, Veronica. This is episode... This is episode... What number? 22. Thanks for listening, and happy birthday, Mommy. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2019 is here! Yes, your birthday, baby. Birthday Go, Shell. It's your birthday. Hi. We gonna party like it's hey. your birthday. Can we please make that happen, really? Okay. I need to party like it's my birthday a lot. A lot. Yeah, we do. Lee, welcome back. First episode of 2019, episode Deuce Deuce 22. Oh, double deuce. Right? <laughs> Congratulations, dear. Congratulations to you, my love. In three more days, I will be 43 years old. Boop, boop. And I uh, feel like I have learned a lot in this last trip around the sun. I know you have. When I texted you yesterday, I told you I had been let down by someone that I had trusted. Mm-hmm. Chris was like, look, you may operate under the idea of integrity and transparency, but everybody does not. Maybe that was my birthday gift is my lesson at 43 because you used to talk to me about this all the time about trusting people too much and wearing my heart on my sleeve too much. I've gotten that a lot in my life and I think I'm finally at 43 between Donald Trump as president and this last group or whatever that I really, really trusted kind of letting me down on something really kind of petty, something small. (laughs) That's the worst. Oh, I was made to feel foolish. But now at 43, I realize that I am in control of whether or not I feel foolish, which means that I just have to keep people a little a little further at, at a distance before I kind of want to give them hugs and shit. I'm not going to be a hugger. I used to say that I'm a hugger and I just like to hug people. I'm not a hugger anymore. <laughs> I have deleted being a hugger. I'm no longer a hugger. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I'm, I'm not a hugger and I love to love people from a distance. But you know, Shell, I, mm-hmm. I got to admit, your heart on your sleeve is one of the things that I love about you and I admire about you. And really, do we want, I was just thinking like, God, she reminded me, I did used to tell her that. And, and we really don't want to live in a world where we can't trust people. I'm done with the fake love fake love, and, and the benefit of the doubt. And I can't keep doing that to myself. I was in a dream world. I, I've apparently been in some kind of fantasy land of you do good things and you work hard and you have a good conscience and a clear conscience. It's not just you. Those were the values that were ingrained. I mean, God, practically beat. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like your grandma and my grandma probably said the same thing to us as, you know, strong minority women who raised us of completely different backgrounds and completely different cultures. But I feel like your grandma instilled in you the same thing that my nanny instilled in me, which was very Mother Teresa-esque in that people will lie, you don't lie. People will cheat, you don't cheat. People will steal, you don't steal. People will F up, you don't F up. Yeah. I was in the mortgage business right out of college and people used to be like, you know, you can't show your cards. That's part of sales. You can't show your cards. You can't show what you can do. You can't show what you can't do. You, You gotta, you know, keep that close to you. You can't show your cards. It's taken me till all this time. I always thought that was a bullshit way of doing business. I always thought like, be transparent, be open, upfront, honest. That's the best way it to do business. It is a bullshit way of doing business. It is. That's why I like to give reviews. Yeah. 
I love giving reviews saying, oh, I had a great experience here or, oh, I had a sucky experience there. Yeah. But that's literally the only recourse you have anymore is reviews. And let's support the people who do good business, who have integrity. That is one thing that I love about living here in Grand Rapids is like there are so many people who are trying to do positive things and connect. I mean, it's a circle. You see the same people at the same places. You can support them because they're going to provide quality services. They're going to give good products and they're just trying to do things well for other people. I've been longing for that sense of community since I got down here. Remember when you said you should go to town hall meetings? Like maybe I should just go do that and see if I can find like-minded human beings there. I don't know. That might be a good idea. Like I'm not trying to connect with anybody on an intimate level. Right. Hey, let's make the world a better place. Yes. I'm not necessarily coming over your house to watch Netflix. Right. You know, not my girls, not like you and me. Right, you know? right. But I'm going to celebrate you. Right. You. I guess you just have to be kind of picky about who you allow in your inner circle. When I say inner circle, I mean even on a professional, social level inner circle. Because yeah, it takes a lot do. for me to get even kind of close to people, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you found your community in Grand Rapids. I even was talking to my cousin was here. We went to Disney with them yesterday. And he and his wife have, they live in Ohio. Um, they have two kids. And he opened his fifth restaurant in Ohio. Balance, check it out. Shout out Balance. They've got such a great community, A, between his their work situation and with their friends. That cold weather doesn't mean anything to them. So I've always longed for that, but I've moved so much that I have never really developed that. So that's why relationships like mine and yours that started so long ago and have gone these times of like never talking. We went for months, maybe even eight, nine months without talking sometimes. Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme of things, I never doubted for a half a second, could I pick up the phone and call her and talk to her this second? If I had that, I'd live in the cold, too. But Michigan didn't give me that. But I'm not picking up the phone and calling anybody, either. That's why I needed to do this. This is my intimate relationship. I don't feel comfortable letting anybody in close. You know what I mean? We can do business. We can collaborate. But I've been burned so many times by people on a personal level that you just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not putting myself in a place of vulnerability. There's a movie, um, it was the first movie I ever went and watched by myself in Chicago. I took myself out for a date night, and I went and saw You've Got Mail with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and she was a small business owner in that movie. The big corporate guy put her business out of, out of business, and somebody said, it's not personal. And she said something to the effect of, no matter what it is in life, no matter what relationship, shouldn't it start with being personal? Don't take it Hey, Dion. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm about to go out to the bar, but I changed my mind. I bet I know what you're going to drink. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Bud Lights. Now when he goes out, Long oh. Island. Those hurt so bad coming up, Leonica. <laughs> you would know, and he will know. <laughs> That is crazy. Those hurt. 
Yeah. The yeah. only reason not to drink a Long Island because they taste so good going down. But man, for those in coming up is hurtful. Dion, enjoy. <laughs> well, how many did you think I was going to have? One, uh, two. Oh, straight soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done at one and a half. I'll uh, be good if to two. You live in a wreck state now. You don't have to worry about that. Forget a Long Island. I will pass the heartburn and the calories and the the acid on my teeth if I could pick the other thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So there's a lot going on, but thanks for letting me uh, share my 2019 Shalini. I feel like I should get some, like, Master P music right here. Uh. Na-na-na-na! Make them say, ooh! in episode 22 Tayshawn Prince oh what's up with him he was number 22 oh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any breaking news about Tayshawn he's staying out of the limelight nobody knows where Tayshawn is where's Tayshawn I know Tayshawn used to love Tayshawn and right now he is working for the Pistons is he really yeah. Give him a big old bad boy hug and kiss for me because that is, I always wanted to have box seats at the Palace of Auburn Hills before it was at the Palace. Well, he is courtside because he's catching awesome. the ball as it goes out of bounds. <laughs> cool. Good for him. He must enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Well, I got to do it. That's my dog. Oh, yeah. Can I show you something? Look at this. My husband got me this for Mother's Day, like a few years ago. Okay. That's my Rashid Rashid picture. It's like this Rashid thing. But when I was a kid, I sent him a letter. But girl, he actually spelt my name right. That's Chuck Daly. (laughs) I always loved this because he spelt my name right. Thank you, Chuck. That is what's up. That's what's up. A name means so much. So much, especially when you say it and spell it right. You don't know how much you're making that person feel validated. Girl, it is so validating. I'm so happy because we worked so hard and I wanted this one more than any of the last three trips. I don't know why. Just because I love it, these guys have worked so hard to do it. The all-time greatest Piston coach and now the coach of the champions of the world, Chuck Daly. in print in that magazine has me so geeked up. That was such a great way to start 2019. Girl, congratulations. That's huge. Yes. Can you remind everybody where you were recently published? Women's Lifestyle Magazine is a local publication here in West Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Highland, South Haven, and other areas. Nice. They published one of my blog posts. Seven steps to keep your curly hair moist this winter. Because, you know, that winter dryness is a mess. So I just shared my routine. 
So today I got to go to the office and I took a little headshot. Nice. 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 Future articles. Yes. Congratulations. I love it. (laughs) Look at you go. Are they going to let you kind of push the envelope a little bit? Are you going to get to chat about some uh, stuff? Okay. My writing and blogging has been like something totally different from my regular career in social work. My next article will be about me and makeup. Because, you know, I never wore makeup. Yeah. And now I'm wearing makeup. And it took me 30 years to start wearing makeup. And I'm going to talk about being a caregiver of a breast cancer survivor. And I'll see if my mom will share her perspective or allow us to publish some of her excerpts from her um, cancer journal. Oh, I'm going to interview my gynecologist because my gynecologist is the bomb. She is interested, well, all healthcare providers are interested in increasing African-Americans' access to health. So I want to talk to my sisters about um, going through the change and some of the benefits, Mm. discussions about what your body's doing, because all you ever heard was someone going through the change, right? Yeah, we didn't talk about it. Ooh, you, you'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I'll let you know, but uh, um, I need to know. I had a hysterectomy. <laughs> Ooh, I'm about to go through something. And yeah. Just figuring out what it is, you know, when your estrogen, what happens when your estrogen level lowers and your blood sugars increase and how that might make you grow facial hair. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because you got lower estrogen levels, but your testosterone levels aren't balanced out. I, I learned more about life from my gynecologist than any other doctor so i'm gonna do an interview with her that's fantastic that i look forward to that interview i got a couple other topics i'm gonna hit them up at least once a month i'm so excited for you thank you that's fun it is it is and then grand rapids is having a natural hair expo in march so i'm gonna just help promote that and get the word out about that i don't think people really realize how liberating it is not to damage and destroy your hair. <laughs> Did you notice my color? Well, you see how I was careful about that because I think it's hilarious that you're like the natural person, but you still do color. But I try and wrap my head around that. <laughs> the whole time I was coloring my hair, I could hear you saying, Really, me? <laughs> <laughs> The reason that I stopped coloring was because I had a cancer scare. So it was kind of that I just wanted to rid my body of as many chemicals as I could. So when you say natural hair, you just mean natural as far as not processed to straighten. My texture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing anything to change my texture other than what the dye will do. And to me, it's such a downgrade from what the perm constantly. So I just... It's I just, easy I need here. Some flair. I got to do something different, or else I'm I'm ADD. Like everybody's <laughs> got their thing. Some people do tattoos. I do hairstyles. Totally. You ever had that person when you sit in their chair that and say, "I've never done hair like yours before." <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> right before your wedding. I was like in grad school and like half into my wedding. I wasn't even really paying attention. My dad did everything. I like just hired some random people to do hair and makeup when I got there, and. These two girls, they literally were like, we've never done hair like yours before. I, was, I remember that. Weren't they from Battle Creek or Michigan or they something? They were from Michigan. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. 
I was like, what does that mean? You've never done hair like mine before. I don't know what that means. <laughs> those those stylists, they did hair like mine. <laughs> yeah. They knew your hair. But I've had that yeah. from white women. I've had that from black women um, stylists. I've, I've had that from gay white men, black gay men. I've had it from everybody. I've never done hair like yours before. And then like... What's so different about your hair? I don't know. I don't know if it's because they hadn't done Indian hair or they... I, I don't know. That's what it means. I haven't done it, anybody's hair that looks like you because your hair texture is just like hair texture. And you remember my friend Naomi in Chicago? She used to hook it up. She used to hook it up, hook it up, and she had done a lot of Indian hair. A lot of Indian hair. She's having a baby girl. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was there when her first daughter was born. I um, remember that. Kieko, yeah, and she's having now Naomi's. Congratulations, Naomi. I wonder if she listens. I should shout her out. Shout out to everybody. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. The podcast with Shalini and Leonica. Lee, there's so much stuff going on. I hate the world. I, I don't want to be the person. I never want my five-year-old or my six-year-old now to hear me say that people suck. But people suck, girl. People suck. Yeah, they do. Bad. <laughs> but there's some nice people. I lost my phone at Disney and these teenagers totally found my phone, broke the code, and texted my husband. So there are still good people. Yeah. And you know what, Shell? I used to lose my phone all the time everywhere, and I've always gotten it back. <laughs> And that just blows my mind that nobody has ever stolen my phone from, I might leave it in with the carrots at the produce session <laughs> section at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Ah! I need to stop clapping. It sounds like pops every time I try and edit that. Ooh, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we do this, Lee. I am too. I know I look like shit right now. It's because I've been feeling like shit and I've just been kind of like in my head with crazy stuff. Like, I'm in a rush to have to make money again, and it's kind of feeling like a lot of pressure because I don't know what I'm good at, where I'm appreciated, how this is all going to go, the people I trust keep letting me down. It just is like this cycle of like, man, I've gone through all this, and I still feel like, what do I have to show for it? They aren't letting you down. They're showing you that they are not the people you need to be collaborating with. Totally. And letting you know you got to expand and broaden your horizons a little bit. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're a survivor. You always make it happen. It's going to happen whatever you want to happen. That's the only question you need to ask. What do you want to happen? You and I are the dynamic duo, always have been. Always will always be. Guilty. For sure. And I love editing our podcast. It's like I get to have this conversation with you now, and then I go through and listen to it, and I get to have, like, the conversation again. And then you add in the sound effects, and I just crack up. <laughs> it's so much fun, because you never, I, I never know when they're coming. I'm down to edit other people's podcasts. And let us know. Hello. I-D-C-I-Y-L podcast at gmail.com and then that's why i'm working on my book because i'm a self-publish put it on my website and sell it there but yeah my book is going to be like a workbook i tell my hair story then i walk them through the process why do you want to go natural these are the supplies you need these are the words you need to know 
I think that's great. What, what hairstyles do you want to try first? And There's so many people who are trying to retrain their brain from feeling like they have to do those processes on their hair. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people trying to re- retrain their psyche that writing it down and following like a step-by-step guided path would probably be really helpful for some people. Yeah, because I, I was lost. I got on here. Nancy Pelosi... New Congress, Stock Market, Netflix, Bird Box, Netflix, Hassan (laughs) Minaj, both things. Because Netflix has got a double whammy on us this week. Trump's wall and comparing it to the wheel. (laughs) Being like, the wheel is his thing. I was like, Chris, what is that? He was like, well, he's speaking to his base. And for them, they understand wheel. Wheel! Wheel was a good idea. So wall's got to be a good idea. He had a press conference. Yeah, talking about the wall. (laughs) We don't have to listen to him. <laughs> we could talk about Pelosi taking office, girl power. Working together, we'll, we will redeem the promise of the American dream for every family, advancing progress for every community. We must be champions of the middle class and all those who aspire to it because the middle class is the backbone of our democracy. We must fight for the middle class that is fair and fiscally sound, protecting Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. As we take the oath of office today, we accept responsibility as daunting and demanding as any that previous generations of leadership have faced. Together, we will let it be known that this House will truly be the people's house. If the gentlewoman from California would please raise her right hand, what you're doing, do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you're about to enter, so help you God. I do. Congratulations, Madam Speaker. Yeah, she, you see all the kids she had around her? That was so powerful. That image was just truly powerful. When they switched to her mm-hmm. with those kids, it's like, that's why we're doing it. That is why we speak. And here she goes. Go ahead, Nancy. state representative yesterday that was interesting and nice to see too yeah we have our first ever african-american lieutenant governor gilchrist yes gilchrist Gil- gilchrist i like the gills we also have our first openly lesbian attorney general congratulations michigan yeah you're making that snow look a little better these days I don't know how much better, but you're making it look better. Yeah, well, we'll see. The hard work begins now, so we'll see. Is Flint going to get dealt with or not? I think that governor needs to get charged. 
Yeah. It just mind boggles me that decisions were made based on people's biases for that community. You want to be surprised back to where we started with this. You want to be surprised because you want to think that people in that power that have the power to change that and affect that have a good general sense of humanity. And they and then you are surprised because you're like, oh, they got to that position and they don't, which is, leads me back to where we started this whole thing. I'm done being nice. Don't be done being nice. You have to be nice, but be cautious. Actual. Girl, what is wrong with people? Are people really running around throwing their kids into walls blindfolded? <laughs> they are. I saw it on Facebook. My husband showed me. <laughs> Woo. Girl, it was this man. He had like an 11 year old girl on his right hand Stop. and like a two year old boy Stop. on his left hand. <laughs> they all had on blindfolds and he's like, run, run tries to go into the kitchen because they did have a wide entrance. Stop. But the two-year-old ran right into the wall and then the, it, the video ends with him trying to reach for his blindfold and take him off because he's like, what in the world happened? That's awful. It's awful. Awful. I, I have seen some horrible, horrible social media. People have way too much time. Too much time or, or or they're just sick and twisted and they are always looking for a way to express their sick and twistedness. Well, why do they have to do a challenge for everything? Like the challenges are stupid. Because everybody's looking for likes and shares and likes and shares. We are in the Please age of likes and shares. Pops. None of these challenges make sense. Push you in the chest and see if you pass out challenge. Advertisers would argue that anything that goes viral has the potential to make you money because of clicks and numbers, sheer numbers. There's a saying, all money ain't good money. Well, yeah, but back to my point. We have to stop being good. I'm not allowed to stop being good, <laughs> I enjoy being good. I'm sorry. That is like... <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek. I'm kind of half tongue-in-cheeking, but I'm kind of half like having a realization like maybe it is better to be the Grinch and be the evil one. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. Because it's all about survival. You know how it goes. Every day. We gotta take the high road. We don't go low. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm reading Becoming. How is it going? I got a book club where I'm going to discuss it next week, so I need to finish it. Yeah, you do, and you got to tell me about your book club, too. Everybody is reading that. Man, when I went to D.C., everybody at the airport had it. Yeah. It's pretty intense and powerful, just that imagery. Like, you saying that just now. Being at an airport, seeing a bunch of people reading Michelle Obama's book is pretty amazing. Everybody. Yeah. All races, all creeds, all sexes, all sexual orientation she's gonna uh, have to at some point she's gonna have to recognize her power as a unifier which she already has and she obviously, knows her power she just doesn't want it yeah but even she's probably using it in ways that we don't necessarily have to know about or hear about either so i respect her game whatever she's doing she's doing i just think it's amazing that she i, I hopefully she understands i mean i'm sure she understands i just hope that people remind her over and over again that she is a unifying power yeah I think that was ingrained in her, though. Yeah. You know, she talked a lot about the values that her parents and she grew up with 
living above her aunt. Yeah. And her aunt was kind of like, you're my grandma and your nanny. Yeah. Instilled that sense of responsibility, that sense of determination and perseverance. And then she got Barack's calm coolness because she's a hothead. She's a hothead like us. There's so much social injustice. She's not about to tolerate the type of disrespect and pettiness that her husband did. Nor should she. Nor should anybody. So she's very um, strategic and intentional in her endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. Her battles wisely. I like that. I like everything she does. Wears, says. There's really not much that she's done that I could be like, oh, well, you know, there is this one thing. There's really nothing. I love her hair now. I love her boots. The first ladies of all first ladies. Yeah, she's the baddest. She's the baddest to the bone, no doubt. She's the bad mammoth. Just as fast as she can be. Hey, she's a bad mammoth. Just as fast as Coolest, nicest, most down to earth, most educated. Full of integrity. Full of integrity. Has been doing the same game for a long time, so you can't question any of that. Yeah. Real, we'll keep it 100. Every time I've seen her been pushed into a situation where she's got to keep it real, she never, ever backs down from being real. I've talked to her. Yeah. Fun, let loose. Yeah. Do all kinds of dances. Yeah. Advocate for healthy living. She is just the perfect American woman. Yeah. So, Michelle, just saying... If you just want to be like the face of the presidency and the rest of us can do the work, we got you, girl. We got you. We got you. Don't you worry. Talk about formation. You know if Michelle said be here. Today? What time? Man, do you know how many women would be calling in in the morning? You want a day of strike? You know how they always say, like, when women are fighting equal pay, they should do a day, like, a walkout or a day of strike? You want to see women do a day of striking? Tell Michelle Obama to head it up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I wouldn't even be bothered about it. Nope. Don't let her come out and say, everybody meet me in New York at this time on this date. Don't let it. New York's going to (laughs) drown. You ain't lying. <clears throat> the Statue of Liberty, everything would be topsy-turvy. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. Knowing right. the dramatic thing that needs to happen to change this current, I know I use this word a lot, trajectory. Yes. This we would need to change turn it. the curve. We do. That's what we do. That's what I've been learning in, when I went to D.C., the, my results pace facilitation. Let's look at the data. Let's look at where we're going. What's going to happen if we don't change? And, okay, so what can we do to make the change happen? Let's turn the curve. Gotta turn the curve. Yeah, (laughs) we need to send her some emails and call her and tell her to get us information. Yeah. Because if anybody can, she can. Shalini and Yamaka. 
Netflix. Did you watch Bird Box? I did. Okay, so tell, give us a review without giving it away. We're talking Bird Box. What'd you think? Bird Box is about this disease that's infecting the world that people see. You catch it visually, apparently. And it immediately makes you want to commit suicide. So people don't want to look. Except for a group of people who are insane and think that it's a beautiful sight, so they want to open everybody's eyes. So they went on a, you know, they went to a refuge where they could be, they heard they could be safe. And to get there, they had to put on blindfolds and go because the disease came like the wind. So basically, that's what they were doing, trying to find refuge from this disease that would make them kill themselves. Called Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, so look, this I'm is teasing. What this is what um, I don't know who it is. My brother was telling me, but some guy who puts a racial spin on everything, everywhere, said that the disease that they were catching or seeing was racism, and that's why it made them so sad. They wanted to kill themselves. See, and you can say that about anything. You could literally put anything in that category, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was, I was like, what? That's far-reaching. But I think if they could see it, it probably would make them so sad that maybe that's why they don't want to think about it. It's worthy a worthy comparison just to start a conversation. Netflix, Hassan Minaj. Did you see what happened with this? So this is a big debate my husband and I had. Netflix decided to pull Hassan Minaj's 18-minute special from their Saudi Arabia networks because his special spoke against the king and because Netflix was going to be charged by the Saudi government, they pulled it and they said they had to follow the laws of that land. Some people were questioning why. Why should Netflix bow down to them? And, you know, Chris was explaining, he's like, you know, the corporate guys at Netflix don't want to be traveling and worried about if whether or not they're going to be put in jail for crimes against the government, you know, the Saudi government or whatever. So it's his new show. It's called Patriot Act. It doesn't surprise me. I knew that was going to happen when the whole Khashoggi thing went down. I was listening to something today. There's like 16 journalists that are in jail because of their coverage of Yemen. I think it's 18. Is it 18 now? Well, it was 16 according to this... Now, if you've been watching the news, you know that Saudi Arabia has been engulfed in a massive diplomatic crisis over the gruesome killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. After weeks of denial, Saudi Arabia has finally admitted Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi died inside their consulate in Turkey. The top Saudi prosecutor now says the killing was premeditated. Last week, the Saudis said it was an accident after a fistfight. And of course, that's a real shift in the narrative from them. This is the most unbelievable cover story since Blake Shelton won Sexiest Man Alive. Are you kidding me? He's the fourth sexiest judge of The Voice. Like, like did Adam Levine walk in and just see this? Like, what the fuck? Blake? And this entire cover-up exists for one reason. Some analysts say the Saudi story is all designed to protect one man. Turkish officials suggesting that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman dispatched a hit squad to execute and then dismember Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Just a few months ago, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, a.k.a. MBS, was hailed as the reformer the Arab world needed. But... 
The revelations about Khashoggi's killing have shattered that image. And it blows my mind that it took the killing of a Washington Post journalist for everyone to go, oh, I guess he's really not a reformer. Meanwhile, every Muslim person you know was like, yeah, no shit. He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. So now would be a good time to reassess our relationship with Saudi Arabia. And I mean that as a Muslim and as an American. For Muslims, Saudi Arabia is home to two of the holiest cities in the Islamic world, Mecca and Medina. Now, you've probably heard of Mecca. It's often used to describe everything except Mecca. We're taking you to the Mecca of Christmas ornaments. The Mecca of all chicken sandwich shops. The Mecca of lost luggage. The Mecca for, like, martial arts. Oh, thanks, Action Bronson. Mecca and Medina are basically the Muslim infinity stones of holiness. At least once in our lives, we have to go to Mecca to make pilgrimage, a.k.a. Hajj. It's like Coachella, except you can't get annoyed when people say they had a really religious experience. Saudi, in Saudi Arabia, comes from the actual name of a family. That's the House of Saud that has been governing Arabia since 1932. Can you imagine if the United States was suddenly named after our leader in 1932? We would be the Herbert States of Hoover. <laughs> or worse, Hooverville. Look how that turned out. That's an AP Gov joke. I'm sorry, if you don't get that joke... You weren't an AP gov. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is crazy. One giant family controls everything. Reports say there are anywhere from 5,000 to over 15,000 members of the Saud family, with 2,000 allegedly controlling the wealth and the power. Some estimates put their net worth at more than $1 trillion. $1 trillion. That's like the number of stars in the universe. And the number of times women have been betrayed by Susan Collins. <laughs> so when you add it all up, it's insane wealth that's placed in Islam in the Middle East. It all makes Saudi Arabia a country of huge significance, which is why every single president since FDR has maintained a strategic alliance with Saudi Arabia. Whether it's for oil or arms deals, we have always played it cool with the Saudis no matter what they do. Remember, America hates terrorists. Saudi Arabia gave them passports. Saudi Arabia was basically the boy band manager of 9-11. They didn't write the songs, but they helped get the group together. <laughs> so Netflix pulled that from their Saudi distribution, I guess you could say. I said to Chris, I said, it's good to have the conversation challenging should Netflix have pulled that. But I get why they did it, I guess. For safety reasons. Yeah. Because our government is in bed with them and allowing them to to do whatever they want to do and they can't protect themselves it's not like Khashoggi was in his own he wasn't in Saudi Arabia they went to Turkey yeah, at the Saudi consulate in Turkey I just that that story is just always gonna be so sad when you do business in a land you have to abide by their laws in that land I guess that some people are probably wanting Netflix to get put up a little more of a fight and they're not gonna they're a business yeah, and they can't go up against a trillion dollars. A trillion dollar family. Like Netflix, you know, they're they're pretty big, but they not that they are not that big. No. That's what they maybe did made bird box for in the bird box viral thing so that they could make raise the money to fight the charges they were getting from the Saudi prince. <laughs> to pay for their attorneys. <laughs> I really don't know what why there's a big craze about that movie though. It it really wasn't like I just watched it because I heard a lot about it. It was recommended. I'm glad I, I didn't have to pay yeah. to go see it. Like I would <laughs> never go to the movie theater to see that. I don't think people got the concept that it was a disease. 
Like, they thought it was going to be a horror movie. It's not really a horror movie at all. In people's mind, it was a monster coming to get them, not a disease. feeling have you been sleeping any better oh rough then again i never slept well before i was condition condition it's called pregnancy it's okay to say it out loud something's happened can you just please drive did you see something Describe seeing an entity that takes on the form of your worst fears. Oh my god. What are you looking at? What did you see? What is wrong with you? Please stop it! We can't stay here. Every contact we have had with the outside has brought us death. Your kids. They deserve hope. Every single decision I have made has been for them. on the trip now, it's going to be rough. Hold on! If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. But under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Did you hear that? You're listening to the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. I'm Shalini. She's Leonica. This is episode 22. Oh my gosh. Shalini, the shutdown. Okay. The shutdown. Local effects of the shutdown. Saginaw, Michigan, last week had a plane crash. Right now, the Saginaw County Sheriff has to guard this plane because the feds can't come in to investigate because of the shutdown. So there's this crashed plane in somebody's yard in Saginaw that's just there. And then they're using the county's resources. You got to protect the crime scene so that it can be investigated and there's nobody to investigate it because we can't have a wall. So how much stuff is about to be backlogged? So much. Like, I mean, a plane crash investigation. I think that's pretty serious. But, yeah, and I think he totally knows what he's doing. Well, I'm sure airports... Those people are working without pay. They're filling it. Yeah. It's approaching two-week mark with no end in sight. Holidays are over. Effects are becoming more apparent. Not just on federal workers' salaries, but on everything from science to beer. Surprising facts. 
Certain food programs run by the Department of Agriculture could be affected by the shutdown if it continues. Among those are the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, WIC, which provides nutritional assistance to more than 7 million low-income women and their children. WIC is currently operating normally, said Reverend Douglas Greenway. He said, but that could change if the shutdown keeps up. Prolonged shutdown could lead to significant health consequences if babies and young children lose access to nutritious food and vital breastfeeding support. Backlog of immigration. Poor people. They don't care. The backlog of immigration cases is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Folks in Washington can't get a marriage license. What? The office responsible for issuing marriage licenses in Washington, D.C. is closed. There won't be any new beers. Among the federal agencies hit by the shutdown, the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, which regulates alcohol beverage industry. Breweries have to apply for a permit and receive approval from the TTB before they can begin operations. Ooh. Trash and human waste are piling up in national parks. Yeah, I keep hearing about this. At least 70 people are squatting on the side of the road because the bathrooms are locked. 70 national parks, at least, have closed in the country as a result of the shutdown. Some remain open, but they're seriously understaffed and now dealing with heaps of trash and overflowing toilets. And the whole purpose of having a national park is to preserve the land, right? Yeah, but now we're destroying it because he doesn't care. All because he wants a wall. I want a wall. I want a wall. I want a wall. I want a wall. It's because you let him get away with it, you know? Just for a minute, please. That's enough. Enough. No, you can wait a moment. That's enough. That's enough. Are you going to hold mummy's hand? Are you going to hold mummy's hand? Child. Child. Yeah. It's been good chatting with you, honey. Always good chatting with you, baby. Blah, whatever. Same stuff, different day. I love you dearly. The next time I talk to you, I'm going to be 43 years old, and I'm going to be stronger, wiser, smarter, and more clear about the trajectory of my life. That's right. You are in control. You got it. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Leonica.